2: Hello,
0: people. Content with where there we go. How's that?
2: There's gotta be something more I'll out there beyond the show. So this is Morgan Harper Nichols, and I'm so not. So caught up. No, not. moving forward,
0: I forget I already have
2: oh, much more love. than I did. Grateful people. Grateful people. It's It's actually just called grateful. I want to be grateful. Harper Nichols, Jamie Grace's big sister. I think, uh, I don't think she's gotten the, uh, the due that she's worthy of, honestly. I, th- I think, uh, she's, she's just got such a good voice. I love her voice. Um, anyway, and she's a great poet and all that stuff, and she's a friend of mine, actually. We communicate frequently, so Anyway, I want to welcome you guys to uh, tonight's show, Free For All Friday. It's Kickback Friday here, August 14th. Yep. Yeah, it is. Thank you for sharing, Mia. Appreciate it. Um, And I'm sure there's some of you watching on other platforms. We'll go ahead and try to say hi to you, too. If you're on Facebook, you got to say hi or we don't know you're there. If you're on um, YouTube, yeah, same thing. (laughs) Uh, And Twitch twitch hello twitch people um <clears throat> if you're on periscope or if you're watching anonymously on twitter i know i know there's some of you out there that do that by the way mm-hmm yeah i know who you are maybe not i don't know who you are i know i have one person that loves it loves everything i do follows me everywhere hi friend <laughs> Anyway, so what I will tell you is, uh, <clears throat> today we're going to look at some news of the headlines. Tomorrow we're not doing a show. You know why? Because my handsome, hunky husband and me will have celebrate. We will have been hooked together. We will be bonded in marriage for 28 years. Can bonded you believe
1: it? Together. <clears throat>
2: Can you believe it? We've been married 28 years. It's crazy. We've known each other 30 years. We celebrated our 30-year anniversary Wednesday. <laughs> hey, yeah, Angie. 30
1: years of meeting. 30 years. Some of, of y'all were confused about that. Well. Stacey Lynn I... was wishing me a happy anniversary because yeah, we were celebrating the anniversary of our meeting. <sighs> August 12th of 1990. Yes, back in the 20th century, people. Um. So, Anyway. It was a Sunday that year.
2: Yeah, it was. We so figured So we celebrated
1: out. with a Sunday.
2: Yes, we did. We actually went to Andy's. We got a dollar eighty-six Sunday. Randall's costed more, or cost like, more.
1: Yeah, cost more about five dollars. And more. we got
2: Grover a popcorn, cone, which he absolutely loved.
1: <laughs> yep, he really likes those.
2: <laughs> Grover's getting finally. He's getting Grover time. You know, There's. he's. He's getting,
1: over time. I
2: know, but he's getting like special time because we no longer have a medically char- challenged dog. So, you guys Moment notice anything silence. about my hair? Do you notice? Have you noticed the difference? Hm? I know you're looking at me going, there's something different about her. Just wanting to see if you can tell what it is, people. Let me know in the comments. Okay. Can you tell, bareface? Hm? Can you?
1: Mm, yeah no
2: of course not you're my husband <laughs> <laughs> layers nope no layers
1: I mean, didn't.
2: no more layers than normal. <laughs> all right i'm just gonna come out and say it there is nothing new with my hair people <laughs> nah, that was funny see you're all looking you're like going what is it what is it <laughs> Yes, I did that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> so here is the disclaimer for the show. First of all, I want to say hi to all my networking buddies who are tuning in. You know, you guys are awesome. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. And you know, it's funny because I have to remember when I'm in a networking meeting that some of you watch this show. And so, so you might go, oh my gosh, who is this person? You know, is this really who she is? <laughs> Do I really want to support that woman? The answer is yes. Absolutely. What you see is what you get, you know. Um, but anyway. Um, but no, seriously, my disclaimer is right now I have uh, vitamin C supplement drops right here. And I have throat coat tea, It's which is decaffeinated because there's no way I'm drinking tea, like caffeinated tea. Um because I have seasonal allergies, yeah, and my ears keep getting fluid, and then they drain into my throat, which then makes me cough the crap up, and then my tongue feels awful because then I get dry mouth and it's blah blah, blah. it's all this stuff, <laughs> so because I have to talk for an hour, I got me some throat quote tea here. this is some of the best tea, by the way. If you ever need to have a good tea, this is called traditional medicinals medicinals um it says here in all the things of nature there is something of the marvelous yeah aristotle said that people you know aristotle that guy um anyway this is a delicious blend of cinnamon and orange peel and weird other tastes that taste great so if you've never had it, it's wonderful. And honestly, you don't need to put sugar in it. You don't, you don't need to put honey in it. Nothing. It's got like black lic- licorice in it. <clears throat> it's so good. Right, Bareface? He's the one that tur- tur- turned me on to it.
1: And it was one of our Periscope viewers that turned me on to it. Yeah, see. I don't remember whom that was. I don't remember who that was. Um,
2: it was somebody special.
1: Yeah, they suggested throat coat. Um,
2: bought it? It was really good. it, yeah. It's really good. So, in the show, if I stop to drink, then you know why, okay? It's because I have post-nasal drip right, coming right here, and it's very annoying. <clears throat> but anyway, so, Randall, 28 years. Okay, we're getting into the news, but, you know, 28 years tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something, because I've been thinking about this. Okay. What is... Do I have to answer? Well... Preferably. Okay. <laughs> what have you learned in 28 years of marriage that if a young person came to you today, and, or even, let's say, an older divorced person who had a failed marriage or something, what have you learned about being a husband in 28 years? If, if a young man was going to come to you and say, Hey, you know, what's your wise counsel?
1: Um, my wise counsel, although not attainable, but a goal, <laughs> is is Ephesians
2: 5.25. Well, I'm uh, sure not everybody knows Ephesians 5.25 based on the fact that most people are biblically illiterate, so why, could you care less?
1: Could I care less? I could. But I care I could care quite a bit less. I care a lot.
2: I don't remember what I, I, I'm sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by a comment and I read, sorry. Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> but Ephesians five twenty five, as husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself <clears throat> for her. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. That um That there, there has to be um, a giving of self and not from uh not from a place or position of inferiority or or being a doormat, anything like that. You know, the way that Christ gave his life for the church was with determination and confidence and uh, and with a sure purpose, but it was emptying himself of his privileges to, for the well-being of the church for his bride. So husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church <clears throat> and gave himself for her. And uh, husbands, you endeavor to do that and you'll do well.
2: And therein is why I love him. True. True story. All right. And my advice to you women out there, should you decide to be a wife?
1: I guess I could have asked that. Well,
2: that's okay. I can answer it without you asking me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Go right ahead then.
2: Well, you know, I I would say one of the Best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. Seriously. What are you doing? Would you go lay down? Go lay down.
1: That's what he's trying to do.
2: Go lay over here. Okay? Go. go Grover is
1: making a nest in a stack (laughs) of papers.
2: And bottles. Of course, if I cleaned it up, there would be nothing there. (laughs) uh, Sorry, people.
1: Wouldn't be nearly as many.
2: I'll pretend he's not doing that. Okay, now he's right. pulling my other stuff. Okay. So what I would say <laughs> to you is
1: to me or to
2: to a young woman I would say men are fragile. And you have way more power over that husband than you think you do. Okay. So
1: <laughs> Where is this going?
2: You don't listen to me right now. Go like this. You're supposed to do that to be funny. (laughs) No, actually, what I would really say is that men, a man who loves you will do anything for you. Right? Anything. Anything? Would you shut up? Just be (laughs) be quiet. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) teacher. Okay. (laughs) A man who loves you (laughs) will let you talk. Without interrupting you. No, I'm just kidding. A man who loves you will allow you to be you. And and honestly, he'll wait for you. He will respect you. Um, But you as the wife have way more power and influence on your husband than any other person should, right? In most cases, could. They're never going to tell you that just so you know that's a secret i just let it out of the bag okay um and so i would say be very careful how you treat your husband in private and never disrespect him publicly and of course obviously you shouldn't disrespect him privately either but you never want to undermine your husband in any way and the way that you honor your husband is by respecting him listening to him and then You, as you get older, you learn to plant ideas in his head that they become his, even though they're really yours. And so just know that you have that much influence over your husband. So that's one thing I would say. I'm not being funny. I'm being totally honest. And any older woman who's being honest (laughs) knows exactly what I'm talking about. And here's the other thing, though. I would say that... um, that a- aside from that, you know, he should be you know your best friend, and I have a dog <laughs> making a lot of noise., behind me. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, there you go. That's my sagely advice being a wife for twenty eight years. What do you think cool. of that, huh?
1: Well, I'm. I like the piece of advice about the not disrespecting. I mean, you shouldn't do it in private either, but definitely not in public because, you know, it's like, well, if you're willing to do that in public, then yeah, there's the old jokes about the old ball and chain and mm-hmm. whatever. It just <laughs> I,
2: mean, I hope I'm not a ball and chain. No,
1: <laughs> no, I've never. I'm so
2: used to that. You know, it's like, oh, there she is. She's a ball and chain. This is whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, um, yeah, I don't find it funny when couples no. disrespect, you know, each other. I mean, they may think it's kind of humorous, but oh, I don't. You know, that's that's the one relationship that ought to, one human relationship that ought to be guarded above any other, and to disrespect it uh, in public is.
2: And you right, should cool. seek first to understand and then be understood. Yes. And you should learn to understand what questions mean to your husband, <laughs> what they mean to you, uh, and what his love language is. And when he says certain things like, no, you don't have to get me a gift. You should just believe it, even though you love gifts. Um, that's just an example. Just saying, so you know, because that's, yeah. that's been an issue with me and Randall. I He doesn't care about gifts. And I'm like... I want to get him a gift. And then I get disappointed if he doesn't like the gift, like, as much as I do. And I'm like, it's taken me 28 years to go, I don't have to buy this guy a gift, even though I would like to, but it doesn't matter to him. I'm like, you better get me a gift or else. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, I'm actually at the point where, you know, I don't know, I can take it or leave it, but...
1: uh... I'm not a person for things per se. No. I mean, there's some things because you can, you know, things you can do stuff with. But, you know, to have a collection of something or... No. I was a stamp collector at one time. Boring. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just not my thing.
2: But, you know what? You should do... You should... You know, and give and take. That's the other thing. Like, Randall likes stuff I don't really care for. You know, like, for example, I'm not a big concert person. I don't really like live music. (laughs) I married a guy who loves music, but I'm not Mm. a big, like, let's go to a concert, sit in front of, you know, people singing and blah, blah. That's just not me. I don't enjoy it. It's annoying to me. It's frustrating. And all that. But you know. there have been times I've done it because yeah. I know Randall loves it. And Randall does stuff like play pickleball. Like, you know, he didn't love pickleball at first. And then he took pickleball up because I started doing it so much that he's like, hey, I should go see what this is all about.
1: Well, actually, you kept inviting me to go. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to go see what it's all about.
2: Well, well, anyway.
1: And because I wanted to please my wife, she keeps saying, come down and play. and So,
2: so I could beat him every game. Yeah. <laughs> And you should always let your husband win, no matter what.
1: <laughs> That's not advice that you would follow.
2: But... <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I'm a little competitive, just in case you didn't know. So, I do know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so now that the bad marital advice segment is over, yeah. um, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and look at some news. What story did you lead with? I'm looking here.
1: The Nevada governor
2: story. Nevada governor. Okay. So that would be the that one right there. Okay. <sighs> so this is an interesting article. It's over on Harbinger's Daily. And um, it's titled Nevada Governor Finds Band Church for Holding Service and Opened Casino. And they have a picture here of Jack Hibbs one of my favorite pastors in the world, um, of Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. I like how they put him there in that picture. (laughs) Anyway, so it says here, and by the way, in case you're wondering, I'm waiting for my new glasses to show up because the progressive lenses did not work for me, people. So I had to reorder new glasses for computers only, and separate ones for distance I have two pairs of glasses now because the eye doctor told me well you're at that age where you're in between vision stuffy and so you have to get two pairs of glasses for up close reading and then you know for far apart so just so you know I can read actually up close pretty good it's just like here is blurry and here is good (laughs) anyway say amen if you can relate okay Nevada's Democrat governor Steve Sisolak has decided that people cannot worship in casinos when he's closed their churches. <laughs> Earlier this month, in Nevada casino, a Nevada casino that was not easy to say was fined 250 whole dollars for holding an Evangelicals for Trump church services, even though the governor's order prohibiting prohibiting gatherings of more than 50 people in houses of worship also allowed casinos to operate at 50% capacity. The group gathered at the Ahern Hotel and Convention Center and followed a strict set of safety protocols for an event headlined Evangelicals for Trump, Praise, Prayer, and Patriotism. Even though the service was held at a casino that complied with the governor's order, this guy punished and condemned the gathering quote i was deeply disheartened and dismayed to see the callous and dangerous behavior di- displayed last night in las vegas at a campaign event of president trump this guy wrote on twitter the day after quote i'm equally dismayed that the campaign and business defied the state of nevada emergency directive which limits public gatherings to 50 people or fewer do you like the word dismayed i mean he used it twice That's pretty impressive. He's a governor, of course. Um, The governor's proclamation was subject to a challenge in July when another Nevada church appealed lower court rulings. The U.S. Supreme Court denied a request for an injunction with all Republican appointed justices, but for Chief Justice John Roberts voting in dissent featuring one page minority opinion by Trump appointed Justice Neil Gorsuch, Gorsuch, Gorsuch. I don't know how to say it, but whatever. In Nevada, it seems it is better to be in entertainment than religion. Maybe that is nothing new, but the First Amendment prohibits such obvious discrimination against the exercise of religion. The world we inhabit today with a pandemic upon us poses unusual challenges, but there is no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. And then Brian Wright in Tennessee wrote, read it and let that sink in for a minute, quoting Albert Moeller. So now the Supreme Court refuses to act when Nevada puts churches under more restrictions than casinos, outrageous but true, says the New York Times. There you go, bare So what do you think? You like this story? Well, Do you feel persecuted as a Christian?
1: Um, No, I don't, but this article yeah it's obviously uh, double standard yeah it's it's clear discrimination if the casinos are allowed to operate at 50 percent capacity and so this group comes into that casino and they follow all the safety protocols that they normally would whether they're running slot machines or whatever and this group comes in for a different purpose it's like (gasps) oh it's a religious service now you can't do that those are limited to 50 people it's like so it's no longer the location
2: location
1: it, I mean if they if they'd come in there to gamble there would have been no you know no concern I mean what kind of deal is this where you can't have prayer and praise and patriotism we're gonna We'll find the casino for that. Um I think maybe they're just upset the casino wasn't using that space to generate, you know, gambling proceeds and more oh, money, yeah. And so we'll find you two hundred fifty dollars, we'll get something out of it anyway. Um yeah, it's just a clear case of discrimination. <laughs>
2: You think? Uh. I don't think I know. <laughs> well, there's a whole bunch of ludicrous info going on these days, people. Um, but before we get to something else that's ludicrous and very scary to think about, um, I shall say that Heart Tug International is our nonprofit. And if you would love to donate to our nonprofit organization, you can now get a tax break. Yeah, you can. Um, and the way to do that is just go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And there is a PayPal button right there that will take you right to the, through the HeartTug International uh, PayPal account, which is our nonprofit. And um, if you want to set up a rotating donation of any amount, you can do it through PayPal right there. Uh, If you like what we do, and let me tell you a couple of things that money goes to. First of all, there's stuff you don't know that we're doing that I'm going to tell you about. Number one, we are doing a a Bible study on Zoom, uh, and it's it's fun actually, and it's growing, and it's cool. And some of you actually watching us actually attended that Bible study this past week. Um, You know, so we're taking that's part of the ministry of what we do. We have a Daily Disciples Facebook group. Uh, where we'll, we are building a team of leaders who are reading the word of God with us. Um, and God, I believe, is just starting something new there. It's going to be, this This week has been great. I, it's been awesome. If you're not in our Daily Disciples group yet, um, feel free to join it. Just go over to Facebook and look for it. You'll, you'll find it. Um, <clears throat> um, of course, if you're banned and blocked by me, then you're not going to find it. <laughs> So you don't count if you're banned and blocked, but everybody else, if you're not, then you can join the group Um, and you can watch the different people who've been getting in there, reading from God's word and looking at, um, you know, how to do it. So, so there's that. And of course we, Randall and I, we minister uh, in our own church as well. And we, you know, we do other things too. So we have expenses like everybody does and um, and of course we do the show on the weekend and everybody we interview comes on the show we, we don't charge them anything we're not promoting them by you know say give us 500 bucks and we'll promote you whatever everybody we promote we do it for free so um, and often they raise money for their own ministries or they get money for their businesses and services um, and we just give the opportunity to for you to give that to them. So if you want to support what we do, we're just two people, but we have a heart that's tugging people towards God. And um, that's why we would like you to donate to our ministry. And now you can and get a tax break on top of it. So go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. The other way you can can give and support the show is um, if you are somebody who does not have your will done yet, or you need identity theft protection. We offer Legal Shield and Identity Shield, ID Shield um, to people. And I can tell you, these are great products. Um, they're great services. Practically every member I have has a story that they've shared with me about how that service has helped them. And, you know, I can tell you that. Um, it's, it's a service that makes a difference. I was actually talking to somebody today, maybe you're watching, um, and I was explaining to him what I do helps people. What I do matters. What you do matters. But this service gives people help where they might not be able to get it because it's more affordable to get an attorney's access. Um, and you all need your will done. You know, I jokingly say when I network, don't be caught dead without your will. <laughs> Because here's the thing: you're gonna go, you're, you're gonna be left, you're gonna be gone, to your reward, people. Yeah, you are. Um, but your people left behind are gonna have to deal with all that. Your you, your estate will most likely go through probate. It just makes it way easier if you have a will. Um, you don't want to leave a, a mess for your loved ones. You just don't. I mean, if you really love your people, you don't want to do that. Then the issue of identity theft is rampant. Most people don't have any clue how bad it is. It's hugely bad. In fact, I was sharing this in a networking meeting this week. Um, you know Duck Dynasty? Uh, Phil Robertson has a YouTube show called Unashamed. I love it. His son Jace and, and Alan, they're both pastor Bible teachers. Uh, they're on there and um, and Phil is on there and and I was watching this episode actually recently with Phil. He had a, a daughter prior to his conversion he didn't know about that came back into his life that, um, that um, was reunited with him because of DNA, right? Well, anyway, so I started watching the show, and, and I highly recommend you watch tune in. But anyway, Jace on another episode, him and Alan were talking about how they have been victims of identity theft. Um, especially being high-profile celebrities, public stuff is online. All of our data has been breached. If you're on Facebook, you're watching me, you've been breached. It's just a matter of time before your info goes somewhere. And I know most of you have identity theft protection, but if you don't, I highly recommend it. Because not only with our service do you get that three bureau monitoring with a million-dollar insurance policy attached to it if something happens but we give you full comprehensive restoration and we have a whole brand new suite of reputation management services where all of that can be monitored by everybody Um, and it's crazy how good it is i mean it's almost i shouldn't say this but it's almost annoying how good it is because you're always going in you know and you're like oh nope that's valid that's valid nope nope that's valid (laughs) it's really good but because here's the thing For those of you who are especially younger, if you're going to look for a job with somebody, the employer isn't going to tell you, but they're going to go look at your social media. And if they see something on there that they don't like or isn't in line with whatever it is that you're trying to get a job for, your social media could could be hindering you from getting a job. So that reputation management is super important for you. Uh, So if you're interested in something like that, I believe it will help you. Just contact me through through our website if you don't know how else to get a hold of me. And I'll give you some info. We can set up a Zoom call and talk about it. When you buy it through me, obviously it supports what we do here at Bible News Radio. And, uh, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. All right? So that is my story, and I'm going to stick to it. All right. What's up next, bareface?
1: Let me tell you what's up next. Wherever you want to go, I think. Uh, well, since we're talking about churches mm-hmm. and uh, and confrontations with the government, why don't we do the CNN story? It's really interesting. <laughs> it's just, I uh, so. Yeah, I'm sure there are facts in there, but it definitely has a you know a critique embedded in it. I mean. <sighs>
2: Well, do you want to read true, it?
1: True, true journalism is dead.
2: You want to Boom. read the story, so I don't have to talk so much and my throat and blah blah. You know how it is.
1: Yeah, I can do that.
2: Okay, All let right. bareface read while I help my throat a little bit.
1: All right, I'm gonna take it off the screen. This is an article from CNN.com, Daniel Burke, CNN Religion Editor, reporting. He wrote to hear pastor John MacArthur tell it all Grace Community Church did was open its doors and the people came like the animals to Noah's ark. The megachurch in suburban Los Angeles held had its door uh, had closed its doors in mid-March because of the coronavirus pandemic. It announced plans to reopen in May, but a federal court upheld the state's ban on indoor services. The church reopened in late July. People started coming back, MacArthur told CNN on Tuesday, they just kept coming until there were six or 7,000. That's several more, (laughs) that's several thousand more people than California allows at indoor worship services. According to an order issued July 29, houses of worship in Los Angeles County must limit indoor gatherings to 100 people or 25% of the building's capacity, whichever is lower. Content by underscore, okay. Uh, I'm happy to welcome you to Grace Community Church Peaceful Protest, MacArthur said from the pulpit last Sunday. As his congregation, few of them appeared to be wearing masks or social distancing, erupted into applause. The pastor has said his church offers an indoor tent for worshipers, but photos and videos posted on social media by church officials show indoor services and tightly packed rows of congregants, most, if not all, of whom are maskless. On Thursday, the church's lawyers announced they had filed suit on behalf of the church challenging California's restrictions on indoor services. Later on Thursday, Los Angeles County sued MacArthur and his church for continuing to, quote, hold in-person indoor worship in violation of the state and county public health orders. Unquote. The county said in a statement that it took this action reluctantly after working with the church for several weeks in hopes of gaining voluntary compliance with the health officer orders which allow for religious services to be held outdoors in order to slow the spread of a deadly and highly contagious virus. In holding church, MacArthur is betting on divine protection in a pandemic hotspot. Los Angeles County is reporting 1,500 to 2,000 new COVID-19 infections a day and I guess his people were tested 14 days prior to the announcement anyway the the pastor told CNN on Tuesday that no members of his megachurch have contracted the virus MacArthur said he doubted the accuracy of California's coronavirus numbers we open the doors because that's what we are," he said. "We're a church, and we're going to trust those people to make adult decisions about the reality of their physical and spiritual health." How uh, much more of this article?
2: It's a long article, so I personally wouldn't read the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not going got, to. You have the gist of it.
1: I do. Um, so, <clears throat> so yeah, let's um, get back to us.
2: Back to us, bareface.
1: So, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I
2: wish people, I think, I, <laughs> why is that funny? It's funny because Amy Poehler used to have this show on YouTube. I forgot the name of it, but it was Smart Girls, Those... I think that's what it was. And she had a producer would always say, cut to whoever, and then she'd say back to. Well,
1: the cheat of the producer is just cut to me.
2: Cut to me, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Anyway. We, we have these weird things that we know are funny, even though you probably think they're not.
1: Um, It's interesting. They worked with the church for weeks, hoping to get voluntary compliance. So what are you working with? <laughs> you know, please, voluntarily comply. Well, we don't agree with the health order. We think it's, you know, but for several weeks and hope of gaining voluntary compliance so what they're working with what the negotiation was is you comply you comply or you comply uh your choice is to comply and if you don't comply you'll comply (laughs) i mean so i just wonder what working with means i'm kind of curious what those discussions were about if there was any sort of negotiation or compromise or as well we want you to comply so please comply if you don't we'll find you so yeah and you know we've talked about this and you know i can see both sides if if things were consistent uh forget across the country just in the state in the state of california if things were consistent i mean they vary even within a county or a city they're different um requirements and uh, you know there's some places that are you can go and gather uh you know grocery stores and you know you got the single entrance and single access stuff like that but you're showing up with people you don't know who they are who they've been in contact with you know anything like that that it, it's a big risk that they're allowing there and indoor worship services generally probably not a mega church, but you know everybody there. And you know, it, you're making, like you said, adult decision. You're making a decision uh to attend a worship service, fully assuming the risk. It's not like going to get groceries. It's like, well, I'm deciding to eat. You know, it's like if I don't want to starve to death, I need to go and it's risky because I'm going to be there with who knows who or where they've been, and but that's perfectly okay by the state, um, you know, which is you know just by what it is a riskier <clears throat> a riskier gathering. Um, so an indoor worship service seems a lot less, you know, risky, a lot less dangerous, and yet that's prohibited where people are making the you know, freedom of association and, and you know, not under duress or necessity, you know, they're assuming the risk you know making adult decisions with other people they know to gather.
2: Things are so inconsistent. Even here in Tennessee, right? We have <clears throat> like we have one county saying you gotta wear a mask, another county saying you don't. We go play pickleball in a county that says you have to wear a mask. We live in a county that says you don't. (laughs) When we go into the facility to play pickleball, we have to wear a mask. We have to wear a mask to walk down a hall to go into a gym where then we can take off our mask and play pickleball. The hall is the most dangerous place in the facility.
1: Yes.
2: Because you can go into the weight room and all that not have to wear a mask mm-hmm. you can go over to the vendor and you have to wear a mask you go into the pool area you don't have to wear a mask <laughs> it's just it's like and there's nobody in the hallway oh by the way did i tell you what happened at pickleball today you did not there was a pickleball coup or cue or how do you say that coup is that right
1: yeah like to uh, to <laughs> unseat Yes. Unseat the authorities. Okay, and so for replace the government. Kind what's of? it
2: been since May, March, April, May? Around May when we got to go back and play pickleball.
1: Something like that.
2: So, not that you all care, but I know you do. So, so basically, in the facility I play in, which is a county facility, you have to. Is it a city facility? Or county? county. Anyway, so. I'm a member. I pay annual fees to this place, which includes pickleball. If I need to reserve a court, however, I need to pay 12 bucks for that time slot, which is a two-hour time slot, basically. So they can double dip. If I have to reserve a court, I got to pay 12 bucks. Well... Most of us have just said, you know, we're just going to show up at this time, and then we don't have to reserve the court. We show up, blah, blah. It's, there's been no problem until today, people. Today, me and my friends, who normally play at the same time every week, show up. And there was a set of people who refused to leave the court, even though they had been there since 8 o'clock. We were told that they could stay because they went up and said, oh, we want to play for another two more hours because there was nobody there yet. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, as it turns out, they were nice to us and they only played for about 20 more minutes and then you know, we did get to play but it's like there's four courts (laughs) and there's the ability to have six and they I said, well, why can't you guys just set up another court? And they're like, Because honestly, they're telling us you guys will be too close. And it's a numbers and a capacity thing. And so I said, you know what this is? This is the COVID con. That's what I'm calling this whole thing. COVID con. This is the biggest con in modern day American history. In my opinion, that... You cannot play pickleball <laughs> with 12 people in the whole side of the of the gym. 12 people. That's all it would be. There's four, four, and four, right? Four plus four plus four is 12. A dozen people. They will not let 12 people be in this half of a gym because it's too many and it's too close.
1: I mean the- <laughs> 12 people! The non volley zone is seven feet from the net i mean so it's more than six feet where people are going to be a part on uh you know opposing sides and the courts are further apart than six feet from each other they
2: are which is and and the people that work there i said what do you guys think of this they go we think this is a load of crap this is stupid and and here's the other thing Like some of the people that work there, they have started bending rules for us by saying, hey, you know, so-and-so left, you know, you can go ahead and you can play with another person. We won't tell. We're like, gosh, thank you for being such like a human. But now we have to devise this scheming plan to show up a half hour early in order to reserve our court so that we end up not having to pay because the stupid city has said, well, you got to pay for it to reserve it. Instead of saying, "Hey, most of you guys are members of this thing anyway." <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. I and, and and yes, you got to be masked between the door and the gym door. You got to walk with the mask on. And then the second you step in there, you can rip it off and you can breathe the air like a normal person. That's the stupidest thing. It is it is And now, I don't know if you've heard this, but people are now actually, I read this article, or I saw the headline anyway, that talks about how people who are wearing masks now are getting sick. And so there's this rise in people who are going to the doctor because they have these viral infections now as a result of having to wear these masks. So that's the increase. COVID has gone down. And... I don't wear a mask. I'm a no-masker. Just saying. If I have to wear... The last time I wore a mask was when I went to play pickleball. <laughs> okay. Today. So, <laughs> okay. I have to wear... Not
1: since this morning. I
2: have to wear the stupid mask to walk down a hall to play, play pickleball. But when I had to, when I went to get my glasses redone, because pro- progressive lenses. They're progressive. That should have been all I needed to know right there, so that they're progressive. Down with <laughs> the progressives. Um. Anyway, I had to wear... Actually... This was stupid. I had to go into the eye thing. And there, the lady's like, please come over to the sink. And I'm like, this sink looks like a public facility with all this water splashed all over the counter. And they had this big thing of paper towels sitting there. And it's soaked. And I'm like, are you guys going to like clean up this water? And they're like, oh no, it's too much trouble. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I took it and I started and she's like, no, you don't have to do that. It's a never ending battle. And I'm like, it would not be a never ending battle if you actually just clean this up and then showed people, take your hands, pretend this is the faucet, put your hands under the faucet, do that, like that, and then go over, get your thing and walk. I mean, what the heck? Are people idiots? Yes, they
1: yes, are. Yes. I'm. Before wanted- you
2: interrupt. So I have to wash my hands and then dry them off, still with my mask on, and all this stuff, and then go sit at the table <laughs> with this poor woman who has to wear a stupid mask in order to talk about my glasses. Just to talk about my glasses. I wasn't getting an exam. It was just to say, here's my glasses. Can you put in a new thing? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Right, you didn't have to wear gloves to pass the frames back and forth, but...
2: No, but she did sanitize them.
1: Good. Well, (laughs) here's a little public service announcement, people. Here's my theory. Well, it's not my theory, because I've watched it, and I'm just wondering whether to scold people, men, in a a restroom.
2: Uh Uh-oh, here comes the thing.
1: (laughs) It's like... I
2: know, right? Mia Mia says, or get the paper towel first, and then wash your hands.
1: Yeah. There's an idea! Or here's a really crazy idea... Instead of getting both your hands wet and then reaching for the soap while you're dripping water across the counter and dripping water on the way back and dripping soap, run the faucet, start the faucet, get one hand under the running water with a dry hand, get the soap, and then unite them, wash and rinse. And then of course, you know, shake your hands off thoroughly You know, before going to reach for paper towels or whatever. Instead of while they're just still dripping wet, (laughs) leaving a trail of water across where the paper towels sitting there eventually soak it up or whatever. Um,
2: What I think is stupid about the eye place, why don't they just use a dang hand hand sanitizer? sanitizer. All they got to do is say, here's the hand sanitizer. Squirt. They squirt it on your hands. You do this. It's all good. They don't have to worry about anything else. (laughs) It's the stupidest thing.
1: I'm like, did anybody
2: anybody in the world, like at the beginning of 2020, did we ever think that we were all going to be wearing masks? Believe me, this is an issue of compliance. My friend Barb, she actually said this is like the mark of the beast. This is showing you how easy it is to lead sheep astray. And if you're compliant, it just shows you – it's just – they're doing dumb things. I mean, there are people, and I've read a lot of articles. I read this one today again, and I know some of you out there have already seen this, but some people are saying, wear a dumb mask while you're on a Zoom meeting, even if you're the only one in the room. Okay? And people riding in cars. It's like, why have a mask on in the car? I can't breathe with a stinking mask on. I hated it the whole time I was at the eye doctor. It was awful. But anyway... <clears throat> We got one more story I want to cover here. It's super important. It is. All right. So I'm part Jewish, as you know. You can tell because of my hair and how big my nose is and my great sense of humor and my DNA, of course. Um, So Front Page Mag, which is a very valid news source written by David Horowitz, or it's run by David Horowitz, rather, who is Jewish, in case you couldn't figure that out, right? Um. There's an article titled, The Democrat Party is Getting Rid of the Jews. Camilla Harris, who defended Omar's Jew hate, could sit in the Oval Office. Don't, I'm not even going to get started on, on Ms. Harris, okay? I have friends in Christian media who have been sending me stuff about that. And all I can say is we need to pray for the soul of this lady to get saved. Because um, God help America. I mean, that literally, if she becomes the first lady, okay? And Joe Biden or president. I mean, there's some issues there, too. But... You mean
1: vice president?
2: <laughs> right. Vice president. Whatever. Anyway. So, this is what it says. The Democrat primaries are sweeping around the nation and leaving behind fewer Jewish Democrats in public office and more anti-Semitic radicals sitting in the House of Representatives. Representative Ilhan... Ilhan Omar Ilhan Ilhar, yeah Ilhan Rom- Omar and Rep Rashida Tlaib sorry both survived challenges from better qualified African Americans because they enjoyed the backing of the Democrat establishment despite her anti-semitic rhetoric a habit that Omar continued during the primary she got the endorsement of Speaker Pelosi the top elected Democrat official also endorsed, however you say that person's name, Tlaib or Tlaib or whoever.
1: It's Tlaib.
2: Okay. After Omar's first round of anti-Semitic remarks, Senator Camilla Harris defended the racist politician against her Jewish critics by warning, quote, that the spotlight being put on Congresswoman Omar may put her at risk, unquote. Omar's anti- anti-Semitism wasn't threatening Jews, but Jewish protests were threatening the bigot. Then Harris insisted that there is a difference between criticism of policy and anti-Semitism. The California politician didn't bother to explain how Omar's anti-Semitic tropes were mere policy. Senator Harris has since been picked as Biden's running mate. (laughs) If Biden wins, a politician who defended Omar's anti-Semitism will also certainly become the next president of this country. While Harris has been depicted as a moderate, how in the world, I have no clue... Her chief of staff, Karine or Karen or Karine Jean Pierre, I don't know, was the national spokeswoman and senior advisor of Move On. The radical group has a long history of trafficking in anti Semitism and attacking the Jewish state. It even opposed Senator Schumer because, in its own words, our country doesn't need another Joe Lieberman. Jean Pierre had accused Israel of war crimes and denounced AIPAC. Um, as Islamophobic, for opposing the murder of Jews, urging Democrats to avoid the pro-Israel convention. APAC is American Israel Political Action Committee, I believe. The myth that the radicals of the squad were insurgent giant slayers uh, who were taking on the Democrat establishment was branding. The reality is that the radicals are backed by a radical establishment, which is cheerfully shedding older Dems with more traditional constituencies, and that includes Jews. <clears throat> Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez the squad leader who supported Omar's pro BDS uh resolution that's what's that stand for again um I don't know I forgot was speaking a has a speaking slot at the Democratic Convention a letter on her site signed by the congresswoman accuses Israel of becoming an anti Becoming an apartheid state and threatens to cut off aid. Representative Cortez's email in support of the move touted the backing of BDS. Okay, I gotta look that up. I'm I am i am drawing a blank, people. I know it has something to do with um buying though. It's like the buying power. Um groups and extremist organizations linked to terrorist groups like the PFLP and Hamas. These groups include American Muslims for Palestine, whose chairman Hatem Bazian, was the architect of the harassment of Jews on college campuses as the founder of Students for Justice in Palestine. When Israel resisted a Hamas invasion from Gaza, Representative Cortez accused Israel of a massacre. Jewish Democrats can't keep on pretending that these views are marginal when they occupy a speaking role at their convention between John Kerry and Bill Clinton. All this matters a whole lot. All this matters a whole lot more than the policy theater over the Democrat platform. What's at stake for Jewish Democrats, it's not just policy, it's representation. The number of Protestants and Jews has been dropping in Congress, an inevitable consequence of secularization and diversity. The DNC's parade of speeches will open with Senator Bernie Sanders, an atheist with a Brooklyn accent who isn't part of a Jewish community, and he's the prototype of the new type of Jewish Democrat, and that's in quotes. And it says here, Jewish House Democrats who represented Jewish constituencies are losing their seats. The 117th Congress will have only two Jewish House Democrats from New York after Representative Elliot Engel was defeated by Representative Nita Lowey, <clears throat> was replaced by minority, by minority radicals backed by Sanders and Cortez. New Jersey's lone Jewish congressman survived an assault by Cortez Sanders-backed radical. How is it possible that the largest Jewish population in the country has so few few Jewish House members? Democrats have strategically gerrymandered the New York City to deny representation to Jewish areas by rolling them into minority areas where only the radicals can win. Yep, that's true. Anyway, I'm not going to read the rest because it's quite long. The bottom line is, you can go read this over at frontmag.com. I encourage you to because what they have done very uh, cleverly is they have knocked the Jewish people out. They put in Muslims, and that's what Omar is. They put in Muslims, radical Muslims. They've started implementing Sharia law in our in in law here in America. And the one thing that they're not talking about, nobody is talking about, really is islam and how it's still here and if you don't think that a lot of the crap that we're seeing with all these mask things and all this other stuff has anything to do with that i would i would ask you what is it that muslim women wear hmm? and do not do they not look like they're in bondage Up, uh, yeah because they are just so you know hey barb you're there Ivan's son, I thought they were going to nuke an American city, blame on Iran, and then use the war to declare martial law. Well, God only knows really what the heck they're doing. We don't really know. I mean, we don't really even know what we know because it's all propaganda. (laughs) But what I can tell you, because I have friends in Israel that have been on our show, uh, Israel 365, it's not a Christian organization. It's actually friendly to Christians. But when I had these guys on our show um talking about what president trump did when he first got into office when he moved the embassy over there that even george bush junior wouldn't do um the jews told me that they didn't like obama because he hated israel and that trump was the most pro israel president in modern history um for that reason alone Throw away everything else Trump's done for that reason alone. the fact that he supports Israel is the reason you should vote for him if you if you have any reason in my opinion, that should be the reason you vote for him because he isn't an enemy of God's people. Look, Israel is liberal. Israel's got bad politics, they promote homosexuality, a whole bunch of crap over there in Israels is the same thing but you know what that's God's chosen land. And God's word says, you bless Israel, he'll bless you. If you don't, you're going to be cursed. And under um, Obama, we were cursed more than we are currently now. But the end game, still, that's a big part of it right there, I think. I have not, Ivan. I have not watched that. Um, anyway, so I I think, um, I mean, you know, we need to be praying. And, and I know we all keep saying it, but... How many of us are doing it, you know?
1: BDS is Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions.
2: There you go. I knew I had something to do that because... um What's your mug? Yeah.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> a I can't think of her name either, but I forgot her name. Yeah, Palestinian-led movement. Lori so. Moore Cardoza. Yeah,
2: yeah, she's the one that's holding the, the thing up there. But What do you think of that? I mean...
1: Of BDS or... Well, the
2: the BDS movement, they're trying to, you know, pro-Jewish, anti-Jew, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jan Markell is the one that posted this article on her site, OliveTreeViews.org.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, the comment about massacre Gaza, you know, this whole, I mean, this whole thing, this land for peace, which has never worked, you know, the entire Gaza area um, there was this agreement signed where Jews would leave Gaza, and many had their homes bulldozed by their own government when they wouldn't leave because you know they made this agreement with uh, Palestinians. So, and then within weeks, if not days, of the Israeli government. Seceding uh, Gaza to the Palestinian Authority, you know, the rocket launches started, and it became a, hmm. you know, became a base for attacks against Israel. Right. And this whole BS that we're, you know, give us this land, you know, and and in uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but you know, in the name of peace, basically. Give us this land to to help calm things and uh anyway, it just became a base for launching rockets against well, and, the, and the and the tunnels across and and just this continuous terror continual terrorist attacks and then when they've made an incursion into Israel proper, they've defended themselves and it's like, how dare you defend yourself against attacks? It just shows what a you know
2: um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the media. Okay. Well, first of all, Jews have contributed more to America than anybody <clears throat> or the world, really. Yeah. Scientifically. Second of all, if you're going to understand God's word, this is Bible News Radio, then you need to understand Israel within God's word. If you don't, then you don't understand. Um, you don't understand the gospel at all because Israel is central to who the Messiah is where he came, why he came and all that so Israel is extremely key even John Notter, a friend of ours he, he posted um, a uh, article over on my Facebook titled The Democrats Abandonment of the Jews and that's from IsraelNationalNews.com so it's not a secular I mean it is a secular thing, it's anti-Semitism in fact I need to have um, my other friend Oliver Melnick on the show to Olivier. talk about... Huh? Olivier. That's what I meant. Olivier mm. Melnick. Anyway, I need to have him on the show to talk about anti-Semitism right. and the rise of it. Because it's huge right now and it's not getting much coverage. You're not seeing anything about the persecution of the Jews. It's all Black Lives Matter people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, was founded by a couple of lesbians who are militant and want to destroy the traditional family. In case you didn't know that. But anyway... Go read the website, get informed, you know, stop listening it's to just, Pablum. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this is
1: a convenient scapegoat for the real agenda.
2: What is the real agenda? Well to, <laughs> does anybody really know?
1: To destruct the you know, to destroy the nuclear family. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Judeo Christian history and
2: I had this thought today about the whole mask thing. So, let me ask you something. Who was made in God's image? Go like this. Point to yourself. Because you were, right? Were animals made in God's image? No. Mm -mm. Were insects made in God's image? No. Were the stars in the heavens made in God's image? Nope. We, Human beings were made in God's image. And only, uh, only us, male and female. God created them both. He put them together, you know. I am Adam, I am Randall's rib, basically, okay? So that's, that's a joke, but um, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so when we put a mask on our face, what are we doing? We're covering up the beauty of God's created person that he made in his image. Don't ever forget, I I was studying this week in Jude, and this is a great story, in case you haven't read this lately. Have you heard the story of Balaam's donkey? It's really not a story about the donkey. It's about Balaam, who was a prophet who was tempted by Balak, the king, and basically lured in to basically try to curse Israel, right? But Balaam was kind of a wishy-washy prophet. God, in his mercy, still had a relationship with him, even though Balaam was a, well, jackass. Let's just say that. <laughs> one day, after telling the king, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go along with you. I'll hang out with you because the king's tempting him with money. Hey, if you go ahead and you curse Israel, then, you know, I'll give you this, blah, blah, blah. Well, all of a sudden, one day, Balaam was riding on his jackass. His donkey. Okay. Depends on the Bible version you use. It might just say ass. But anyway, his donkey. Which, by the way, the text emphasizes. I believe it's in Numbers 22. It's around there. The text emphasizes that the donkey was female. Okay. Balaam keeps hitting this donkey. The donkey can see in the spiritual realm because the angel of the Lord came down and was basically blocking this donkey from going anywhere. And at one point, the donkey squishes Balaam up against the wall. His foot's up against the wall. He's actually in there. They were going through some vineyard things. And this donkey is trying to protect this stupid prophet. And I emphasize stupid because he was being stupid. And the donkey speaks to him. And without thought... Balaam talks back to the donkey. I believe the inspiration for Mr. Ed, the TV show at some point. So the conversation that they have is very interesting. You know, the donkey's like, why are you hitting me? Why have you hit me these three times? And, you know, basically Balaam says, because you're an idiot. You, You know, you're not serving me very well. And if I could, I'd kill you. And they, anyway, they have this conversation. And then Balaam's eyes are opened and he sees the spirit. He sees the angel of the Lord there with the sword. Basically the angel of the Lord says hey, you know, if it wasn't for your donkey, I would have killed you just so you know. (laughs) And so anyway, long story short, Balaam gets rebuked and eventually he ends up dying. He gets killed because he went the way of the gods of Baal, and listen to these false prophets, the kings of Balak, and and all this other stuff. So why do I bring this up? Randall, why do you think I brought this up?
1: Well, I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why I brought it up. Because Balaam could not curse Israel. No matter how much this king tempted him, no matter the fact that God used a donkey to talk to him, even though he's going out of his mind, he talked to this, Balaam still had to bless Israel, no matter what. And here's the thing. We have to bless Israel. And that's why understanding Bible history is important, because Israel is key and central to the gospel, and the Jews are as well. And if it hadn't been the Jews, it would have been somebody else, right? Right. Why God does what he does, I don't know. He's God. We're not. But we're made in his image. And so here we are. We're being told, you know, in America, there's anti-Semitism, right? We're talking about that. But here we're also under all this, this control and wearing masks is control. If you are wearing a mask, why would Satan want you to wear a mask? Because you're beautiful. You're made in God's image. He hates you. And he's doing everything he can to try to destroy you. The virus doesn't kill that many people, okay? It only kills really, really people who are at risk and and really high risk. It doesn't, I mean, I haven't heard one case where somebody was super healthy, they got this and died. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, think about it. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He goes after the traditional family. He's broken that down really well. He introduces homosexuality which is a sin against your, your body. I mean, in an unnatural way, you can't procreate. Abortion in the womb, kill, steal, destroy. Now he's going after healthy people by having us wear masks where we're breathing in the stuff that we're supposed to be breathing out and people are getting sick that way. It's so devious, diabolical, and decept- and full of deception, you guys. And yet Christians, hear me out here. Christians are the ones with who are the most vocal right now and who are the ones who are being under the most attack because the Christians are the ones saying, hey, first of all, I'm going to worship. You're not going to stop me. So we need to applaud John MacArthur and Jack Hibbs and the other pastors out there who have the guts to do this. And second of all, we need to applaud anybody who isn't going to comply with the state in this ridiculous stuff. I mean, going on. If you're wearing a mask and you don't need to wear a mask for any reason, then don't. You know, I mean, because it's a subtle, it's a subtle attack on who you are as God's creation. That is my overlying theme and belief on that, just so you know. And I don't know if you want to add to that, but that's pretty much all I got to say. Until we talk again. Okay. My throat is, uh <clears> throat> this is good stuff, but it's cold now. It's yeah. cold. It's cold tea, and it's supposed to be warm, and it's different when it's cold, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it needs to
2: be heated up.
1: We should probably wrap this up. But, eh? I mean,
2: don't you think that the whole idea, though, of Satan attacking humans and how subtle it is, I mean, I think it's. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against unseen principalities.
1: Mm, right. Yeah. do no doubt, you know, from, from the beginning. Satan is about corrupting the image of well, one of the things it's about is corrupting the image of God and humanity, but I'm not so sure masks are part of it. But. <laughs>
2: No, it's a control it's a they want to see how much you're going to comply. I don't know. I do. I think that's what I think that's the whole thing. How much can you control people? I mean, seriously, how I mean, nobody likes it, but people are doing it. So why don't people just say I ain't doing this?
1: A lot of people are. I know. Um, you know, on on city levels, county levels, state levels, whatever, it's just so
2: what do you guys think? I'd say the
1: experimentation was from the upper echelon elites to see how much people comply, then it's not it's really not that effective. They're learning that.
2: Um you hear that? Yeah. What's Mr. doing? I don't know. I think our dog's getting into trouble.
1: Yeah, we should investigate.
2: That didn't sound good. Grover, come here. Mister, come here. Um. Hmm. Hold on a second. I think
1: he's gone. Uh. Are you <laughs> doing, All right. Well, with that, <laughs> oh, are you okay? why don't we go ahead and wrap this up?
2: Okay.
1: And uh, so, thanks for joining us tonight. Wait. Wait what? Well,
2: I want to say goodbye. Okay. He got in your office. He was stuck behind your table. Okay. Sorry, people. (sighs) All right. Well, I know Randall wants to wrap this up. So as a good, submissive wife of 28 years, I should probably shut up now. (laughs) But anyway, I will say, I heard this joke about this rabbit. There's these three rabbits. No. (laughs) Anyway, I will say... In all seriousness, we'll see you Sunday night, Lord willing. And um, if you haven't joined our Daily Disciples Facebook group, go over there. uh, Get in there. Tomorrow, my friend Tracy's going to be reading out of the Psalms. I'm going to be reading on Sunday. Um, Join my text message list. Text Bible News 33222. If you need me to help you with that, I can add you. And um, don't forget, if you want to donate to our show, go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Donate over there. And thank you all for being, you know what, thank you for caring about America, about the gospel, and thank you for blessing Randall and I and encouraging us with, you know, how you support us by watching the show and supporting us as people behind the scenes. Means more to me than you ever know. It really does. So, with that said, people, be bold, stand up, go without a mask, and go with God, because he loves (laughs) you.